0: Hi everyone, I'm Katie Altra.
1: And I'm Sam Charlson.
0: And this week, on the most dramatic Bachelor podcast yet,
1: we take a look at episode 7 of Nick Vial's season of The Bachelor. But
0: first, Sam, Bachelorette Watch 2017 is over.
1: Hooray, we have a Pope. (laughs) Habemus Papam.
0: So, last night, after the episode of The Bachelor and Jimmy Kimmel, they revealed the next Bachelorette, who will be...
1: Rachel... Rachel Lindsay, apparently, is her last name. Yeah.
0: Sam, what did you think about this decision? Um, I think it's great. I mean, we had kind of called that Rachel is going to be the next Bachelorette, almost from our yes. first episode of our podcast. But I guess my main question is, what, why do you think they revealed it last night?
1: Um, You know, I don't know.
0: So I was looking at the Facebook page for The Bachelor and this little spot where they announced it, and there were some angry face uh, likes. So I was like, oh no! So like, I went to go look in the comments, but it turned out a lot of people were just angry that this spoiled the season because they yeah. were really rooting for her to win it. But here's my theory about why they did that. I think that there's going to be like a desire to see Rachel's season be like a more traditional bachelorette season. You know, like rose ceremonies at the end of each episode, mm-hmm. uh, relationships that we can really root for and that seem real because that hasn't really been the case in the past couple of seasons. And so I think that you know, maybe they just want as much time as possible to get, like, the best crop of guys.
1: Yeah, like, they want to start picking a little earlier. Yeah. That would make sense, then they can be, like, more public about it.
0: Because, like, even, you know, like, one of the girls who's made it the far on Nick's season, Raven, was allegedly picked for Luke, and... You know, most of JoJo's guys really seem to be duds, and they picked her at the last minute as well. So hopefully, you know, this is a net positive for Rachel's season and that Nick's entire season is just like a holding pattern for Rachel, basically. Although they did
1: also (laughs) announce Nick before the end of Bachelor in Paradise, right? Mm. I mean, it was like a week before. Not that it was like so, you know... Such a big deal comparison about him like not staying with Jen, right? But
0: I wonder if there's also like the fear that once they've made the official decision, that the news might leak, so they just want to get ahead of it. Yeah, and, like, I mean because it did event. leak.
1: Like reality, Steve like broke it. Like all the Variety articles like credited him with Nick or Rachel it first. Uh, Rachel,
0: yeah.
1: Um, they are. They definitely. I think they definitely were trying to get ahead of it. Since mm-hmm. I, mean, I think that's part of the same reason why they ended up going with Nick. Also, is that like. Everyone online was, like, sure it was going to be Luke. And yeah. I think that was also part of, like, the thing that they were playing with it. I mean, I think it also, like, will drive... Nick's, you know, ratings have, have been... I think they're, like, about, like, a point down from last mm-hmm. year. About, like, 5 million less people watching. Maybe they're hoping that this, like, interest will at least drive up a viewership over the next couple of weeks for, you know... There probably are some people who might tune in now just to, like, see Rachel on the, on yeah, the show. Yeah, and learn more
0: know. about her. Yeah,
1: and also now, I think people also like to watch something I really should, like, go badly more than, like, positively, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so if they do, you know, people, whatever people are thinking of them breaking up probably is more interesting for people to watch than Nick getting together with Vanessa or whoever he's going to pick. In terms of them picking guys, it will be interesting because, you know, Rachel is, like, a very qualified person person like Mm -hmm. she's like a lawyer she's like very smart she's like her life together yeah so she's gonna have to find someone i think you know who is like at her own level of like having their shit together yeah higher i can't
0: imagine she would want less than that
1: right it's like she's not gonna pick like like what was sean was like a trainer right (laughs) yeah and like i mean that is a
0: software salesman yeah
1: yeah and like jordan at least like he was like you know he was the probably the most qualified of anyone in that season Mm-hmm. Uh, and just in terms of like you know, it's it cl- clearly he had like a vision for like what his career was going to be, which was like a, right. you know sports entertainment personality, right? Um, but you know it, it'll be interesting to see like who, who who what kind of person she goes for, yeah. You know because we think about like when Andy who was also like an attorney, right? Mm-hmm. She was like picking between Nick, like a software salesman, and Josh Murray, who he was like a, an athlete, right?
0: He was a former, he was like another kind of a Jordan Rogers situation yeah. where his brother was a more successful professional athlete than he was, but his title was former baseball player.
1: Yeah. I mean, what are the odds that Rachel also ends up with a former athlete? Probably pretty high.
0: <laughs> Probably pretty high, actually. <laughs>
1: Yeah, a *Bachelorette* finale watch begins now, and I think that she's going to end up with a former professional athlete.
0: I think that um, you know there could be current professional athletes who, like I guess, schedule permitting, go on. Like I feel like um, there had been talk in previous years, at least according to the Ringers Bachelor podcast, about certain professional athletes like being the Bachelor. Mm-hmm. So if they wanted to tee that up,
1: that's that's a question I was going to ask you. When I was just, like, looking at... When I was, like, watching Nick in this episode, especially, made me think, like, is it hurting the franchise that they've only been picking people from the pool of former contestants? Because, obviously, like, it creates, like, a built-in, like, narrative interest for, like, the base, Mm -hmm. like, the fan base of Bachelor. But I would suggest that those people probably would be watching anyway. Mm -hmm. And that it's hurting them because, like... In theory, if you're trying to find like the bachelor or the bachelorette, you're looking for like the most like, you know, qualified bachelor or bachelorette like you could find, right? Mm-hmm. But doesn't like making them compete first against like 25 other people to win like someone else kind of like self select out the most like qualified people? Like if you really, what be doing that basically, right? If you yeah. were really like confident in yourself and like not and you. Wouldn't you, like, not want to do that? Like, doesn't it kind of a- attract, like, a beta personality type that you'd be willing to go do this? I mean, or just attract people who are so fake. I don't think that's true if you look at the people so who fake. are in the
0: franchise. I don't think they're that many beta personalities. I agree that they're probably more likely to be fake and that their relationships might not be as real, but it kind of does just feel like how, you know, movie studios always want to go with projects that have IP behind them. They want to go with people who've already been on TV and they've seen how an audience has responded to them. Yeah. But, I don't know, like, I think that looking toward the future of the franchise, I wouldn't be upset if they went outside the current pool. You know, there's no reason to make someone like, you know, Luke the Bachelor just because they're he was the most liked out of that season, you know, All which right. I think that they saw, but um, I think they could have reached farther than... Than Nick. Although I was happy when he was announced.
1: Yeah. I mean, I was happy too. But, like, even the Luke thing is like, if you put them next to each other, like, Luke, obviously, he's like, a real job was like silly. But he was like a very handsome, like, war veteran from, like, Texas who, like, was very, like, charming.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't think he was that charming.
1: I mean, I think he was. He was, like, kind of moody. Like, you could see him being in, like, a Nicholas Sparks movie, like, a character yeah. like him. Like, he's like a type of, like, oh, like, I get that. Yeah. If you were just, like, watching, Bachelor this season blinds like why would you like Nick Bial <laughs> like that's true. and it's I like mean... it's just hard it's hard to also just imagine all these women like competing over like Nick if you, unless you're like a fan of Bachelor why do, why would anybody like Nick like he's just <laughs> like so annoying and, <laughs> and like like kind of like effeminate and like mealy mouthed and like he's like such a like there are many moments in Last night's episode where his like true like inner dick really like showed. I think. Like he's <laughs> I just like an unlikable. Inner dick
0: is a term we all begin to
1: use. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, we can just jump into it. But like yeah, on I his mean, in. when he was uh, on his date with Vanessa, and Vanessa told him that she, she was like falling in love with him. Nick like had like the worst response I like can remember. Any of these, like he, it was a worse response than like a Chris Souls response to hearing that someone's falling in love with him. It was Where, a really
0: bad response. I think that we didn't see on camera her ask like more specifically. Like I think she asked him to like say that she he loved her back, and then that was the response that he gave.
1: I don't know, I don't believe that. I think that she was doing exactly what like the normal bachelor playbook is, which is like around this time, like the contestant says that they're falling in love with a person. And then, like, the person is supposed to be, like, thank you. But then Nick, like, launched into this, like, insane defense of... He, he spent a long time, like, rambling about how, like, he has been in this position. And he wouldn't want to tell multiple people he loves them at once. You know, clearly, we all know from Ben's season. That was, like, apparently the worst thing you could do <laughs> in the history of the universe. But then he also was saying that, like, his... idea of, like, love doesn't, like, meet up with what he was feeling toward Vanessa anyway. Like, he when he wants to say it, he loves someone for the first time. He wants it to feel like he's never said it before. And he was saying all this shit that, like, made it seem like he didn't even like her that much. Like, it was such a strange It was weird. response, where half of it was like, I'm not going to tell people I love them, which is probably valid. But then half of it was like, Him basically telling her that he wasn't falling in love with her yet. Which is just rude. Why would you do that? Again,
0: like, I think this is another instance where Nick is intending to say something that is not what he actually says. I think he was trying to be a politician in the way that Ben is successfully, but he was very failing at it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I would say that I think he was trying to give, like, a political answer, but I think that it was what he intended. Because he was, his intention was to say that, he didn't want to say he loved her, and then also say that he wasn't feeling it the same way.
0: Well, let's jump into the episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we uh, pick up where we left off, and Nick is talking to Chris Harrison. He says that he's scared that this journey won't work out in the end. And um, one question I had right off the bat was, do you think there's a point every season where this kind of conversation between, like, the Bachelor, Bachelorette, and Chris Harrison happens where they really doubt everything, and then they just never show it on TV because it doesn't fit the narrative for that season. Or do you think this is really specific to Nick?
1: Um, I think it's probably more specific to Nick.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's hard to imagine Ben Higgins like going through this. Like, this is like around the part where everyone starts crying. Like the JoJo started crying. Yeah, and started crying. Like when you have to send home someone that you really like. Nick's like kind of big, overdramatic. Like I'm gonna go talk to these girls like I need to go leave and come back like didn't he do this with Sean at the end of Caitlyn's season where like it was just the two of them and like the producers kept sending Nick over to, try to like talk to Sean and like confront yeah he did feelings? I forget exactly
0: what they were talking about but it Nothing. seemed very pointless it was
1: pointless and Sean was like this is pointless get out of here other guy but like it was a clearly and I'm sure it's the exact same thing where it's like he's probably like not feeling great and some producers are like well, why don't you go talk to them and like a more reasonable person would just say no, yeah. <laughs> but Nick's like, sure, let's do that. <laughs> I'll go march over to Sean's hotel room and confront him about our the fact that we're both dating of the same person that he that Sean's like in love with. <laughs> like, uh, so I don't know. I don't. I it's hard to buy any of like Nick's feelings here, especially because he, be, he eventually goes back to the girls and tells them all that. He is not going to quit being bachelor, surprisingly, <laughs> and uh, that he feels so strongly about everyone who's like left in this room.
0: So here's a question for you: Do you think there was ever like a real concern that Nick was going to leave the show? Don't they? Ha- Doesn't he have some sort of contract that would prevent that from happening to a degree? I mean, I know we've seen on Unreal bachelor contestants who don't want to be on the show, and I guess they do have to go jump through some hoops to get them back, but. I mean don't you think there's some legal there be legal ramifications to yeah, him leaving?
1: Of course there are. That's why he was never gonna leave. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he was such like a ridiculous cliffhanger.
0: I agree that it's it's strange that the Danielle and Whitney date is what really jump started all of this emotion in him. And I think that, you know, you're you're right to assume as we discussed last week, there are probably other mechanics behind the scenes. Like, Vanessa really coming out against Danielle L., which apparently happened.
1: And, well, here's the other thing about this episode. He, like, you know, he tells them all that they're going to stay together, and they all go to Bimini. And then
0: Raven says, It's the most beautiful place I've ever been, so nothing could go wrong. Right? (laughs) Yeah, Raven's also, like... one of Sam's favorite lines.
1: (laughs) Raven is absolutely the mole. She's, like, the one, (laughs) like, in the beginning of the episode, she's the one who's, like, kind of keeps the conversation going about Nick. Mm-hmm. Being so upset, maybe he's gonna leave. Yeah, and she's always so excited about Bimini, and then the rest she <laughs> she like basically narrates the rest of the episode. Like she gets she like sits back during the uh, the the three on one date or whatever, and then kind of gets the rose like at the very end of it. But then like the, she's like I don't know she's like she's like really good uh, storyteller. So they get to Bimini, and his first date is, is with Vanessa, and they do this date. But then after that date. Vanessa, like, completely disappears from the episode. It
0: was strange. Like,
1: she's not... They cut back to the house many times because Nick, like, shows up at the house. Like, people are coming... Like, there's all these scenes back at the house yeah. with the girls. And Vanessa's nowhere to be seen. And uh, the speculation on the internet is that she had some big fight with someone. And some people think it's Rachel.
0: Interesting.
1: And that they didn't want to show it because, like, it's Vanessa who they're giving, like, a an extremely positive edit for. Yeah. And then also Rachel, who you know now is Bachelorette, but that that's why she then was like nowhere to be found when like Christina gets kicked off, like all this stuff. Vanessa's wow. nowhere.
0: Yeah, I have to say that like in my personal rankings, Vanessa fell the farthest this week, and is maybe the person who's fallen the farthest like any week in any episode. And part yeah. of it's because what we learned about Vanessa is that she used to be an aspiring actress. She was on a couple episodes of. The show Blue Mountain State, she had a few kind of, like, day player roles and other uh, shows, and it just really colored my opinion of her. (laughs) Not that anything is wrong with being an aspiring actress, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that, but there's something very different between, like, coming on the show as, like, an esthetician from Los Angeles who perhaps... Very clear, or like a uh, like waitress from Los Angeles yeah. who very clearly wants to be an actress and a special needs teacher from Montreal, which is, you know, painting a picture of a completely different person. And I'm not saying that those two aspirations, like, can't exist in her simultaneously, but it really, man, it just, like, threw me for a loop. I wasn't expecting it.
1: Yeah. It, uh, I think Vanessa really got, like, a bad edit this episode, despite all their intentions of trying to give her a good edit. I guess yeah. she got a good it, but it backfired because she seems bad.
0: So here are all the other things you know about Vanessa. I don't know which ones you've said on the podcast so far. <laughs> allegedly, she really didn't like Danielle L. Yeah. And allegedly talked to Nick about it yeah. before the two-on-one.
1: She got in this big fight with Rachel this week.
0: Do we know that it was Rachel?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's what everyone says. And
0: our sources are just random people online, right? Yeah. What's a, what's any kind of source about The Bachelor? Yeah, but and I mean, you know also like online. saw
1: as here's what else we know about Vanessa. As, as Corinne said, I'm Italian. My family like makes pasta every weekend. I'm a special needs teacher.
0: Corinne says you know Vanessa is pretty, pretty perfect, or tries to come off that way.
1: Well, she also says that Vanessa has like no depth to her, which yeah. is like really funny. Because you'd think that Corinne would be the one with no depth to her, but it does seem like Corinne maybe is more complicated than Vanessa is. <laughs> because, I think that. Like a human.
0: I think Corinne is a complicated human. And on Jimmy Kimmel, <laughs> Rachel comes out and says that she likes Corinne. Yeah, it
1: seemed like everyone probably did like Corinne. I mean, even when people were complaining about Corinne, they still, it was like a begrudging.
0: The producers really like Corinne. Yeah. They post pictures with her on Instagram all the time. And I'm sure, you know, part of that's just because she makes good TV, but like you did, definitely did not see them doing that with yeah. like Chad or. Well, so there's,
1: like, a basic, like, when people are, like, very, like, authentic and they're not, like, hurting other people.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, we also learned about Vanessa this week that she's never been on a boat before. Which is
0: <laughs> so weird. weird. <laughs> and then that was really blown over.
1: So they do their date. Vanessa says she's in love with Nick. Nick is, like, a terrible response to her. Uh, and so Corinne really wants a one-on-one, but she doesn't get a one-on-one. She has to go on this group date with Raven and Christina. hmm Which is an, a second date on a yacht. I think it's the same yacht.
0: I think that all of these four dates that happened in this episode were in a very compressed time period. It was also strange to me that there were four dates, and I thought that it was, like, bizarre that since it's such, like, a deviation from the normal format, I thought it was strange that, like, Chris Harrison didn't come into the house and there was like, there will be four dates this week, and maybe he did it at some point, it just wasn't shown on screen, because yeah. the girls clearly knew, like, when um, <laughs> Rachel and Danielle's names weren't read, yeah. like, they knew it wasn't a two-on-one. Well, Raven
1: said... You'll both have one-on-ones this week, with yeah. Raven. Although I don't know if you saw her saying it, like I think it might have been like an eighty-yard thing. But, yeah. Uh, oh, I also read some a Twitter comment that was saying that some of uh they, people think that Vanessa recorded her like what do they call them the ITFs or
0: in the moment? Yeah. Think, yeah.
1: ITMs when they do like their confessionals to the camera that Vanessa's like lipstick was like different and like her makeup was different. In, like right in between, like when the day was, and that it seemed like it was maybe like the next day when she like recorded her like reactions to like the date with Nick. So maybe, uh, maybe like, she was wh-
0: really upset that night. Yeah,
1: maybe that's when she got in a fight with Rachel, and then they gave Rachel like another one on one.
0: That's interesting. that
1: could, that could, like, time out.
0: Yeah. It's crazy. I cannot wait until these girls' um, NDA agreements are over and they can talk about what happens. It seems like so much is happening behind yeah. the scenes and I'm sure it does every season, but particularly yeah. this season.
1: I mean, it'll be really interesting what the after the final rose is. Bec- I mean, sorry, the uh, women, women tell, tell all. Because Vanessa won't be there, presumably, right? Because she, it'll probably be her and whoever the other person is. Mm-hmm. in Like, the last two. So, no one will be able to confront her about, like, her attitude. Um, so like I don't think they'll like talk about her like in abstention. But... It'll
0: be really interesting to learn who everyone actually liked and didn't like in the house yeah. because it still seems like that's a little murky.
1: I'm sure though everyone will just like shut Taylor, you know?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so on this group date, uh, the story is basically that Nick is paying a lot of attention to Christina and not Raven and Curran, and this is demonstrated visually by Nick putting on uh, Christina's sunscreen while Raven and Curran have to put on their own sunscreen. Yeah. Although,
1: like, throughout this whole the yacht portion of the date, I don't think Raven says anything. Like, she doesn't seem to care... At all. Like, she's not sitting next to Nick, like, either time. Like, she's, like, very much, like, hanging back. And Corinna's, like, going slowly insane that Nick's not paying attention to her.
0: Here's a question for you. On this date, uh, the women and Nick are allegedly swimming with sharks. Do we ever see a shot of a shark and a girl in the same...
1: Of course not. <laughs> of course we don't. And, I mean, eventually it seems like Christina, like, gets freaked out by seeing one. Which I also don't believe mm-hmm. could have been anything. But... There's a bunch of footage of sharks. There's some shots of from below of the girls up the up top, and there's no, there's not a single frame where they even appear with like a fish or something, because they're like, I don't know.
0: Yeah. So then, then we move to the cocktail party. Nick pulls Christina away first, and then um, we learn from Raven that she might have been in law school or was at least interested in law school. Um, I thought that was really interesting, but I could see that from her. Um, Yeah, and
1: then basically her father had cancer, so they dropped out. Um, And then Nick does give her, like, the rose. Um, It was an interesting date. They also, while this is happening, Kryn like, gets really freaked out and starts eating a bunch of cheese, which, again, like, is, like, the classic Bachelor trope of villains eating. Yeah. Since it is, like, a weird, since it does, like, break, like, the meta constraints of the show where it's like you never see any any people really eating besides like on dates when they don't even really touch the food yeah so like the only kind of way to show that someone's like a bad guy is to show them eating
0: nick um in new orleans nick ate a beignet on his date with rachel which was apparently like a big moment in the twitter sphere (laughs) because the producers generally tell them according to ashley i tell them to not eat the food because it just looks bad on camera yeah
1: it's also like if you ever read ulysses that's like a big part of what james (laughs) joyce does in it in the relation to food, that like the e process of eating, is tied into like kind of base human needs, and like it's <laughs> like, supposed to be kind of like a gross, like masculine act. Beauty is like a, a Grecian statue. Like beauty is like, uh, like a beautiful person has like no orifices. Like there's no like way to eat. Consumption is also tied like directly to the act of like, ex- uh, you know.
0: Yep, got it.
1: <laughs> Pooping, so that's <laughs> or like why poopy. it's that's why <laughs> that's it's gross to watch Korean eat cheese, you know, because it's like she also talks about getting really bloated in this episode when they're going on the bikini date. Like but earlier, Maybe she, she complains a modern, about being bloated.
0: She's a modern woman and is allowed to talk about this thing.
1: I know she is, but it also like is like a you know our civilization finds that repulsive. Yes,
0: it's very interesting. If we were writing a term paper on The Bachelor, <laughs> we would certainly include that. So one interesting moment during this little cocktail party is that they cut back to the house and Vanessa uh, is talking to other women and she says that she thinks Raven and Christina are safe. She just really kind of feels like the puppet master in this moment. Like she allegedly kind of got Danielle L. removed for the competition and like now she's saying who she thinks is safe. And I'm sure there's a lot of conjecture between all of them all the time about was staying and going, it just felt strange to me,
1: yeah. And then, like, when they do bring the next date card in, Daniel M is going on a date. Vanessa mm-hmm. gets like so excited, she like gives her like she like squeals and gives Daniel M like a big hug, yeah. Which is like you'd think that, like, even if Daniel M was like your friend, if you really were in love with some guy, yeah, then you wouldn't want your friend going on like, a date with them, or at least you yeah. wouldn't be like so exuberant. Like, it's the same thing that Chad was saying last year about, or that Ben Higgins was saying on that podcast uh, about on um, the Ringer podcast about the guys on JoJo season, where like. Mm-hmm. It's, like, when the guys were, like, so happy for, like, the other guys to get, like, a date, it's, like, seems, like, makes everything so seem so fake and, like, false yeah. and just shows that they don't really care. Like, yeah. Like, that's, like, if Vanessa should be having a reaction, like, Sean would have a reaction. Like, she should be, like, stewing. and Instead, yeah. she, like, jumps on Daniel and gives, like, a big hug. I think Vanessa and Daniel, like, they're they're together a lot in, like, the houses and stuff, and I think that they're, like, a bad pair. Like, they're, like, the real villains. They're, like, the mm-hmm. true mean people. You yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So which is I know, because they're both a little older, and they're both basically like failed actresses. She like went into like other fields, yeah, associated because we know yeah, that Danielle M, Female fields.
0: We know that Danielle M. Um was in like some country music videos yeah. or something,
1: and then went into like you know nursing,
0: um, which you know is like a real career, and I'm sure is very difficult. But I just unfortunately, I find her so boring, and the date is very boring. I don't know if Danielle M has like ever told a joke on the show. Yeah, and it's interesting because she's so soft spoken, and I felt like that was just the complete opposite from everything Nick likes. But he did like Amanda, and Amanda's a little soft spoken, really like though. you don't think so? No. Wasn't he like texting her after this season? Mm, there are I, like rumors maybe. that he's like cheated with Amanda and whichever girl he picks.
1: Oh. Maybe I don't know. It just—I don't think he really liked Amanda as much as other people on the on Paradise. Gotcha. Um. Anyway, so they have this really awkward date. There's like a lot of scenes where like <laughs> yeah. they they cut like there's like no music just to show like how awkward. And it's just like, like her voiceover, is. yeah. Or there's just silence and you just hear like a fan blowing or <laughs> like the waves. Um. And like Nick does admit that you know we seem to be having struggles, like having a natural conversation is like his kind of takeaway. Well, so when
0: so Nick sends Danielle um home on this one on one, and he gives a long explanation for why. And I was wondering whether you think like is it better to just like say that you're breaking up and then you know be like I'm sorry, or is it better to like give. This like long explanation for why. No,
1: it's for sure better just to do it quickly. Like he does yeah. the same thing he did on the Vanessa date, where it's like it's, it was he like, starts it was like describing really uncomfortable. The, like love for him is like longing for someone and like wanting to be with yeah. someone or not with them, and that he doesn't feel that about daniel m it just, it's, kind <laughs> it's kind like of, so it's of, mean yeah. and it's like
0: that's not like you know a very specific thing to nick that's like how everyone would describe love like, yeah it's, it's, like, not, it's like... not like
1: new it's not like you have some special <laughs> definition of what love is yeah it's also like you also don't have to be like melissa to like want to spend time with them like it's yeah. just such a cruel way to like put it and then he's like you're so great and then daniel m gets to be like not great enough.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. I, on my notes, I just wrote, ugh, nice try, Danielle M. <laughs> it's like, you'd
1: think that he would be better at this, but he's not. So, Danielle goes back to the house because it's like, he sent her home on a date, so I guess she wasn't packed up, just in case. And it's really painful scene where she, like, goes back and is, like, crying in front of everybody. Yeah. But again, Vanessa's not there. Like, her friend Vanessa, nowhere to be found. So, clearly, the fight happened between, like, Vanessa's date and here. Cause it's like it's crazy. Yeah. I think it's crazy that they didn't show like Vanessa and Daniel have been like lying in bed together, cuddling for like a month. Yeah. And like she, Vanessa's not even there to like give her you know consoling hug now that she's kicked off the show. Yeah, Maybe um, Vanessa
0: orchestrated this too.
1: <laughs> so finally, after Daniel's date, uh, we finally reached this moment that's been teased since the this season on Bachelor, yes. which is that Corinne decides to like take matters into her own hands and like go to nick's hotel room to like blow him or whatever
0: (laughs) i'm gonna blow that room up
1: (laughs) yes some sexy porn music plays she arrives she tells the producers that her heart is gold but her vagine is platinum (laughs)
0: that's a great line
1: (laughs) which is like that would be pretty painful i think to have sex someone has a platinum vagine oh my gosh
0: (laughs) Uh, One thing I noted was that when Corinne arrives at Nick's room, she says she wanted to make sure Nick was okay, and I was wondering, do you think that all of these events, like, happened in the order that they appear to have happened? Because last week, and I, I mean, obviously, they edit things misleadingly all the time. But last week it seemed like she went up, you know, right when he was upset.
1: Yeah. I think that was a clear misdirection. Which yeah. Which is very frustrating because that would have been a good... Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm sure that they could have convinced her to go do it, you know? They could have just it convinced her earlier. It would cool if they convinced really do it earlier. But instead it's, like, sort of, like, an arbitrary like random... And it ends up, like, being sad. Like, the whole thing was, like, depressing, I think. Because I think it's, like, clearly not something that's, like, out of Corinne's wheelhouse, I think. Of, like, you know... Trying to make a guy feel better by like having sex with him, mm-hmm. and then she so she goes up to Nick's hotel room, and they go into some other room, and you hear them through the wall, and they like dive into bed. I like don't know what is going on in there, uh, and then like Nick says like, oh, we need to like slow down. Like I've learned that you can't. You don't know, you rush think into they've already things.
0: had sex before this point? Nick
1: and Corinne have they had sex like in a way that like could have been captured on camera? Like probably not. He does like send her away. I mean, they also could have just had sex right then, then and just pretend like they didn't.
0: Yeah, that's kind of what I thought maybe happened.
1: I think it's possible because like you don't really see her in. She does like in an ITM, but she looks totally different in it.
0: Well, so she's wearing the the <laughs> she black shirt. Like, she's wearing the black shirt that I think that she's in the next day, but it's just a plain black shirt. And one thing I would be interested in is if anyone goes back to the episode where. It's either the trench coat or the bouncy house. She has an ITM, I believe, where she's wearing the same black shirt that might be the exact same thing, where she talks about that it was embarrassing and that now she's worried about her relationship with Nick. And I think that they might be, like, the same ITM. So if anyone goes back and watches those episodes and can confirm or deny, uh, hit us up on Twitter, at Most Dramatic pot. Yeah. Thank you.
1: Because <laughs> we're not going to do that effort. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I don't know. The whole thing's, like, a little weird. She, like, walks through every hallway in the hotel on the way back to the exit. And then when she does, she, like, walks right past, like, the automatic sliding doors, which, like, open for her. And she walks right past them to, like, another door. And walks <laughs> out that door. So, like, either she is, like, upset, and that's, like, the most she can, like, display toward being upset and embarrassed. But she doesn't, like, cry. Like, I was kind of expecting her to have, like, more of, like, a breakdown. And Nick, like, wouldn't sleep with her. But... Maybe she's more reasonable that, than uh, she seems. Or
0: maybe they did <laughs> or they did it together. Have sex.
1: Nick doesn't even, like, have I I don't think they even show a response. All he says is that he knows from Caitlyn's season that you shouldn't have sex with people earlier. Which is a great lesson to learn now. <laughs> After Kalen's reputation was, like, destroyed for, like, weeks. Um, so they've gone on this, like, final date of the episode, which is um, Rachel, date four. Which is, like, a strange, like... Two hour like morning date. I don't even she remember. She comes they did. back
0: and it's like still light outside. It's still light. They went to the same. Oh, they had they like went a to beer. that bar. They, they just to like a bar. All they did was have a beer. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It was interesting that she came back when it was still light outside. This clearly was not like a full day traditional one on one date. Um. So it's just interesting to think about what the scheduling was yeah. like here did they lose a lot of time when nick was upset and thinking about quitting did he have the flu for a certain number of days he seems much better in this episode yeah. i mean i
1: don't think i don't it, they definitely were here f- this is like the fourth day of them being there right because the vanessa day was a nighttime date we saw a second night when it was a group date and then daniel m had her daytime date but it's, like, I don't think that this was that same day. Um,
0: Anything else from the Rachel date?
1: No, it just... so He has, like, another sit-down with Chris Harrison.
0: Which also, like, they come back from a commercial break, and he's already in the middle of a conversation with Chris. Like, they don't, like, introduce the beginning of it. I don't know if they've hired new editors this season or what, but that seemed a little, like, jarring to me.
1: Yeah. Anyway, so then Nick shows up at the house and asks to talk to Christina, which is awful, because Christina's great. hmm Um... And this is like, to me, it was like one of those real, like, everything's kind of coming off the rails moments. Because it's like, I don't really buy that he would rather bring these other women forward over Christina, personally.
0: Well, here's what I think. I think that there are some women who are left who don't really like Nick. I'd say Rachel's one of them. She's going to be the Bachelorette. And I even think Raven, you know, as we've noted, doesn't seem very emotionally invested. She's more of a narrator at this point. (laughs) And I think that Christina really does like him. And I feel like him breaking up with her now is like more of like a coward's move so that he doesn't have to do it. Later. Make it be even more emotional later. And she kind of like calls Matt on that and says that he's not giving her a fair chance. And he keeps on saying over and over again that there are just other relationships in the house that are stronger, and I mean, I really think he's just talking about Vanessa
1: at this point, yeah, which is also like every every more week we have every other week we have with Vanessa, it's like she seems like less and less like appealing, you know like, yeah. I wonder if he's like feeling that also, yeah he doesn't seem happy or excited about it. It's not like when he's with Vanessa, he's like so happy. Like when Ben was with Lauren, you know. I think
0: on their first group date, he seemed really happy, or on the first one-on-one date with her, he seemed yeah, really happy. But it's been
1: like just like a while since like we've seen him be happy with anybody.
0: It'll be interesting. I think the hometowns will be very interesting. Um, and those will be next week, and then in the uh, you know preview for the coming episodes, it's a lot of snow. <laughs> so yeah, winter is coming. <laughs>
1: Seems like next week, hometowns and the fantasy suites and then snowy. A snowy apocalypse.
0: <laughs> yeah. Very interesting.
1: Yeah. So, anyway. And
0: then and then Christina might return. Or someone returns. Looks. Yeah. And they look brunette. The
1: fact that they try to make it seem like Christina suggests it's probably not Christina.
0: But then who would it be?
1: I don't know. Anybody. Is it current? Like do you think,
0: do we definitely know that all four of them are going to hometowns or could he still send current home?
1: I just don't. Don't you think if there's he no was going to there's no benefit to send... having
0: three hometowns versus four,
1: right? And it's also like if he was going to send another person home, I think that they would have shown that at the end of this episode, yeah, because that would have been very shocking. Because yeah. what are they going to do? Send Corinne home at the mid the beginning of the next episode? It's yeah. like when it's, it's like look, look, when you watch Chicago Fire, if an if a, if a if you go to commercial break on oh no someone is might die, that means that at the next top of the next act they they live because if they're gonna die you just go to commercial break on someone dying which is <laughs> like an equally shocking act break yeah. uh, so why would you cliffhang on just the a, a, a question of something crazy happening
0: if it's not Christina who do you think it would be
1: I don't know I don't think it's anybody I think it's probably like a, a producer it's a producer or like a maid or any like it literally <laughs> could be anything or anyone
0: well do you have anything else
1: no I think we've really you know covered it. Yeah. <laughs> I will say that the, on Vulture today, the headline on like all Vulture.com was love is officially dead on The Bachelor. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this has been another episode of the most dramatic Bachelor podcast yet. You can find us online on Twitter or Instagram at mostdramaticpod or send us an email at mostdramaticpod at gmail.com.
1: Our music is by Josh Garcia and our logo is by Lizzie Chalson.
0: Until next time.
1: Happy birthday, Katie.